everybody. There it is. All right. Hey. So, ooh, you might want to wait till after the lesson to applaud. Um, so tonight, we're going to do things a little differently, as you can probably tell. Um, I'm up here speaking instead of singing, and uh, probably not on a consistent key today either. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how this goes. But um, tonight, we're diving into our rhythm series, uh, continuing, and we're, go figure, talking about music and singing tonight. Um, and I actually have some connection with that, believe it or not. But before we dive into that, I'd love to just tell you more about me because I feel like you don't really get to know me super well as I stand behind a microphone that's notably shorter than that. Um, so, you know, we, <laughs> we don't get to talk. I don't get to talk with every one of you all the time. So let's take us back to the ripe year of 2011. Um, I think most of you were alive for that. I hope so. Gosh, that's only like seven years ago. Woo, excuse me, seven years ago. Um, and I was actually finishing up seventh grade um, and moving on to eighth grade, where, of course, you're the top dog for one year until you just get deranked back into high school. Um, but you see, seventh grade was a fun time for me <laughs> and a fun time for my hair, as you can see. Um, and so, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot has changed since then. Uh, my, my chin, uh, lovely, covered in, in bumps from puberty, and uh, oily hair, gosh, all that has been flip-flop now. And um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Middle school's a good time. But I want to I take you back specifically to this time, not only because it was embarrassing for me, um, but that's when I first got involved with worship music. Um, I, uh, I started playing guitar a few years before this, or maybe a year, um, and then my worship pastor got wind of the fact that I played guitar. And he asked, or told me, uh, <laughs> to join the worship team. And uh, me being the confident seventh grader that I was that could do anything on my own, of course, then went and begged my best friend to join with me so I wouldn't have to do it alone. Um, and then we joined the worship team. <laughs> so that's my friend Mark, if you ever cared to know. Um, and... Uh, and so we joined the worship team, all in our, in our lovely, lovely uh, know-it-all attitudes. And um, we, we hadn't had any band experience before, officially, but we did have this unofficial band together. Uh, <laughs> I can't even remember the name of it, but we made it on Guitar Hero, so you know it was official, kind of. Um, and then in this band, we wrote love songs to girls that we were too afraid to talk to in person. So it was really cool, right? Um, and they've never heard them and never will. Uh, <laughs> so this was a cool moment, though, because it was during this time where I got to experience what it, um, one of the, <laughs> one of the uh, most pie-in-the-face, you know that term, pie-in-the-face moments, but also one of the most uh, growing moments ever. Because when I first started playing, um, I did not do any singing. Um, you know, I was 7th, 8th grade. Um, <laughs> my voice was... Uh, <laughs> Uh, my, sorry, my voice was crackling more than a bowl of Rice Krispies and milk. So uh, a microphone sent shivers down my spine. Um, so I was like, in my brain, I was like, well, I'm here to play guitar. And, you know, the singers will sing and they'll do their thing. But I'm here to play guitar. And if someone notices my cool chops on guitar, uh, then even better. Um, yeah, I hope you guys know that's silly. But uh, <laughs> I, I was proud of that. And um, one day, after so many weeks of me being that way, 
my youth pastor, who was not afraid to confront me. He pulled me aside after band practice, and he said, Ben, this is not a concert. This is worship, and you are not a rock star. And (laughs) in my teen angst, I ran outside. My mom picked me up. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like feeling like I'm bad. And, uh, but I did, you know, and that, that was such a crazy opportunity, but I'm so thankful for it because it was in this moment that I started to first have the thought that maybe, maybe worship music is more than just singing songs. So tonight, I would like to really dive into that with you guys and hopefully be able to show you how it really is. Um, it's a way we can glorify God, but there's so much more to it than just saying we come here to sing songs. Um, so, my question for you guys, I'm going to take this off. Um, <laughs> you've suffered enough. My question for you guys, as we kind of get into this, is um, how would you describe worship uh, through song, like we do right now? Anybody have anything they want to toss at me? Wow, okay. It's no? Beautiful. It's beautiful. There it is. Any other, like, any words, phrases come to mind when you think of, like, this kind of worship and, and just worship in general? There you go. Wow, poetic. I love that. Yeah. Um, wow, good. Yeah, well, hey, we're, we're getting off to a good start. So I'd love to share with you what Scripture points us to when we think about worship, and especially worship through song. But before we do that, let's pray together. Dear Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to just pray and to sing, to read your word, God. We, we do all these things, um, but Lord, I pray that we, we understand the gravity of it all. I pray that um, you can help me to communicate, Lord, um, just how beautiful, how sweet it is that we get to worship your name. Lord, we love you and we thank you, and it's in Jesus' name we get to pray. Amen. All right, so let's talk about worship. Boom. See, we're all worshiping something, Um, and you may disagree, but I've got scripture that says otherwise. Uh, Jesus says in the Gospel of Matthew, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Uh, This is saying that um, everybody has something they place at the center of their lives, right? He says treasure, and you could probably say many other words that fit that scenario, but we all have something, right? Uh, We have something that we we think about when we wake up. We have something that we, we make decisions in life around. And when we do that, we're worshiping. But as Christ followers, we're called to worship God. And we're called to worship Jesus Christ, right? And so our definition of worship looks more like this. It's our response, both personal and corporate, which means in here, to God for who he is and what he has done. Expressed in and by the things we say and the way we live. Um, So (laughs) this can be be expressed in many ways in, in the way we live. Um, uh, you know, we, uh, we can base our life on, on a many, many different things. But um, for this sake, we're going to talk about singing and understand how worship, this idea of worship, affects our singing. So let's take a look at a passage in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 5, 18 through 21. This is a letter from Paul to the church in Ephesus. Um, and in this section of the letter, Paul gives a little bit of instruction on how we should worship with song. He says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, 
but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. As you can tell by the small font, that is a big chunk of Scripture. <laughs> so we're going to break it down a little bit. Um, let's take verse 1. Paul says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. See, Paul's emphasizing the importance that the Spirit has on us and, and, and specifically says this before he gets into saying we need to be addressing one another, right? So when you think of the Holy Spirit, I'm sure a lot of us know what that is, but um, I think to understand the context of this, we need, to, we need to truly get the gravity of what power we have been given to us with the Holy Spirit. It's, it's not uh, anything we could do, but it's <laughs> God's Holy Spirit within us that gives us the ability to do the rest of the things that are followed, right? If we look back and follow where the Holy Spirit comes into play in the timeline, it's, it's, what's, it's what's with us now. Um, but if we look into the Old Testament, we see that God the Father is there dwelling, and He dwells above, right? He, he comes down in pillars of smoke. We can read the stories where uh, He leads the Israelites through the desert. And then He's in the Holy of Holies in the tabernacle. He's there above, And then we have the New Testament, which brings in Jesus Christ. And then Jesus changes the game. He is God in human form, and he comes and dwells among us, right? And then when he leaves, he says, hey, I'm not abandoning you. I'm sending you a helper. And that helper is the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit dwells within us. So we have gone from above, among, to now within. We cannot get any closer. And how awesome is it? that we get to do and be the body of Christ in that spirit. See, in this next spot, next part of the passage, uh, oh, yeah. The spirit is what gives us the ability to worship. <laughs> uh, and being within us. Sorry about that. The spirit is what gives us the ability uh, to worship. And um, we, we can't do this on our own strength, Right? We can, we can come in and we can sing songs and we can, we can do these little things that um, might work, but we can't truly worship God without having his spirit inside of us because we don't understand God without having him inside of us. And in this passage, Paul also mentions, I'm going to go back. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do. Yeah, Paul also mentions, um, do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, right? And it seems kind of like, oh, we're about to talk, start talking about singing. Why are we talking about wine? Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's, it's a good fair warning, right? Like, don't get drunk. That's good. We should abide by that. Uh, but then right before singing, um, but here's the thing. In the culture that Paul is speaking to in Ephesus, in that church, there are other religions around. And these religions, part of their worship is to experience drinking so much wine that they become drunk. And that is how they worship their false gods. So, Paul is painting a picture here. He's saying, look, you see these people right outside the doors of your church. You see them, and this is how they are deciding to submit themselves to their false gods and be influenced by wine in order to achieve this. But he's telling the Ephesians here, be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit have influence on you. Let the Spirit be what you submit to. Submit yourself to Christ. Not having <laughs> influence from other things around us. He uses wine as the example. 
to not let that take control of us, but we could say many other things for us. We could say, don't let your life be centered around a sports team. Don't let your life be centered around a relationship or a social status. See, let your life be centered around Christ and submit yourself and be influenced with a filling of his Holy Spirit. Here we go. The next part of this passage, Paul goes into uh, kind of a meteor part. He goes, when we're filled with the Spirit, we are to be addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we see singing is not just something we do, and singing is not just, that's what we do to prepare everybody for a good message from the preacher. Obviously, <laughs> we didn't do it today, and this, I don't know what you're thinking about this message right now, but um, singing is not just to fill in the lines, fill in the gaps. It is an intentional thing we do. Singing with each other and worship to God is how we can grow deeper with Christ. See, when we do this singing, we, we grow. We do grow with those around us, and we'll get there in just a second. But first and foremost, it lets us grow in our relationship with Christ. Not that Jesus is any closer to us than he was before we experienced this growth, but more so that we're more aware of his presence in our life and his love for us and his Holy Spirit within us. So, a little example of this. How many of you guys were able to go with us to summer camp? Yeah, okay, sweet. One of the things I keep hearing, and it's so great to hear, is that worship was great. It was a growing time. People were, people were having moments of, uh, of heart change, coming from the dark to the light, brokenness that has been healed, moments of complete surrender. All these beautiful things, but I can tell you there was nothing special that the band played. There was no magic confession chord. You know, there was no, yeah, this will get them. Uh, you know, th- none of that. There was no spiritual pizzazz sprinkled around the stage before where we were like, yep, hearts will be broken tonight. Um, no. The thing was, camp was a time where we removed distractions. It was a time where we were able to sit down, focus intentionally on our worship through song. See, we have to be intentional with what we're doing instead of just passively experiencing emotions. Um, Because I think a lot of people, and myself included, we we experience the growth as well with the emotion. Um, But if we don't continue to be intentional with what we're doing in worship here, then we just passively experience the emotions. Um, But on the same note, we can have the kinds of moments that we have at camp or, or wherever Um, if we set aside the distractions, set our eyes on Jesus, and intentionally come in here to worship him. We can also see here that our singing comes out of a thankful heart. This is the foundation for even singing praise in the first place. And when we stop and take stock of all that is around us, we can quickly start to find things to be thankful for, right? You can be thankful for your friends. You can be thankful for your family. Uh, maybe you have a cell phone. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, maybe you have a car. Um, hopefully, if you're in middle school, you do not. But, you know, hey, uh, maybe a promised one. There you go. Um, even just the air we're breathing right now is something to be thankful for. 
right? Paul calls us to be, uh, Paul calls us to have hearts of, uh, hearts of thankfulness when we sing, but this thankfulness, it can be influenced by the things that we have around us, but it needs to be based on something far greater, Jesus Christ. See, Jesus came as the Savior for this broken world. He came as God in human form. <laughs> he lived a life that was like no other, and no other can live or will live. And he laid down that life, humbly submitting himself to the will of the Father, dying so that we might be able to share in his righteousness. And if that's not something to be thankful for, I really don't know what is. Because we are talking eternal eternal difference because of Jesus Christ. And see, his righteousness not only covers us, but it also allows us to, to, to raise this praise. It allows us to, to bring what we can only bring is broken, but he perfects it. In the same way that he makes us righteous, he makes our praise worthy and presentable to God. And when we have thankful hearts, and not just thankfulness for the things around us. And these thankful hearts are dependent on Christ instead of the circumstances around us. We're able to be thankful in moments that normally may break or make us want to do anything but sing praises to Him. Kind of a story about this. A couple weeks ago, you guys might have known, um, you know, I got a phone call from my mom, and she said that my dad had a brain tumor. And this was one hour before service started here on the weekend. And I can tell you in that moment, I had no idea how I could come in here and worship. And I was, <laughs> I was fully prepared to just stand there and sing a song. But by God's good grace, <laughs> I've been able to grow with him over the past couple years. And when I came to sing praise, I had, was most intentional that I had ever been in the last few months in every word that I sang. I held on to it and I said, yes, Lord, I feel this way. <laughs> I really do. And even though life is chaotic, I know you're with me. And I can sing praise to Jesus because even though these circumstances around me in life are crazy and questionable, and very unpredictable. He is constant, and the work is finished. So that's why we come with a thankful heart based on Christ. In the final bit of this passage, uh, Paul tells us to, um, to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. I'm sorry, I apologize. I think that word's missing. But we submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This is kind of like, sometimes, it may, hey, maybe you understand what that means exactly. Um, but what it does not mean is that there's going to be one person saying, you do this, you do this, and we have to blindly follow. Um, no, I mean, you're still be kind. Um, but this is a call to take that same posture of humility that we, we come into when we realize, hey, I have nothing to offer, and it is Jesus who gives me a reason to sing. We come in with that humility, that posture, that heart posture of humility when we are thankful for all that he has done. We move that over to our neighbor, right? 
Love God. Love your neighbor. But it's a lot harder <laughs> to move that to your neighbor because Jesus, he is perfect, right? And I think we can get behind like, yes. But our neighbors, we are not perfect. <laughs> we do silly things in the middle of worship. Sometimes our neighbors, sometimes our neighbors like to be talking. Sometimes our neighbors like to be playing on their phone. And sometimes we get mad about that. Um, but see, <laughs> our, call, our call is to rise above that. When we're singing, we're supposed to serve those singing with us. When we have the Spirit filled within us, right, what Paul talks about, we can do the unthinkable and forgive. Not only that, but we can look past distractions. And we can, we can look past what has happened to us during the day. And we can come in and we can serve. We're called to lay down our own interests, lay down our own opinions, our pride, and serve those around us, just as Christ loved and served us. That means when we come here, or any place to sing, singing should unapologetically always be contributing to our sense of family, and never, never be rushed through, never just be mumbled through or distracting, right? We are a family, and we should sing like it. Um, yeah, there we go. So, as I kind of conclude, I'd like to reemphasize that when we sing, when we come here to sing in worship, we first must make sure that we are aware of what we're doing and who we are. We are followers of Christ, right? We come in and we, we are being filled by His Spirit. We're not relying on our own strength when we come in these doors, right? And because of that, we have the ability to let the singing together in a corporate setting take us deeper in our relationship with Christ. Not only that, but we can show Christ to those around us. When we see our brothers and sisters worshiping around us, we can be spurred on, and we can, we can use that to grow together and with God. But the important question to ask is are you doing this, this singing, for what you want out of it? Or are you doing it out of a love for Christ? So when you're called to sing at church, stop chatting with your neighbor for a moment, put your phone away, and look and listen to the people standing about you. You are not an only child in here. This is your family. You and all of us around you are the only eternal pieces of this fading world. And you are called to serve them by singing with them and singing to them. Let's pray together. God, thank you for the gift of, of singing. God, thank you for the ability to just give you praise. But I pray that we understand the blessing that this is when we get to come in here together with our brothers and sisters and lift you up. I pray that we remember that it is an opportunity to grow deeper with you, God. And it is an opportunity to serve those around us so they can look at us, God, during times of trial, times of stress, and be encouraged to sing when they see their brother and sister doing it too.
Lord, I pray we don't take this lightly. I pray that we learn humility through this. Lord, I pray in this next time of worship that we're going to have right now, that we, we think about these things. Lord, I pray that, that we truly just take a second to think about what we're doing instead of just singing songs. Father, we love you and we thank you. And it's in the name of Jesus that we get to pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we want to practice.